afternoon, good evening, good metal. My name's Coop and welcome to the Spoken Metal Show. This is a special episode, a preview show for the upcoming Bloodstock Festival. These have always been some of my favourite shows to do and the ones that have been probably the most well-received and most listened to and the most feedback is the previews I do for various festivals and various shows. I just want to say a big thank you to The Outpost and uh, Exhumation, Colpoclesis and Fetal Juice for the show uh, that I went to last weekend, which was my first show back which is absolutely superb. I'm going to do a special about that, and I got the chance to do something really interesting where I spoke to the bands and spoke to the fans uh, and the crew, which is a, a really unique thing that I, I really want to show and kind of illustrate about the scene and illustrate about what goes on at the shows as well. So that'll be coming up as a special soon. I didn't want to release it too much because we'd already had the previous show and then this one. I didn't want to get too much lost in the uh, in the, in the jump, if you will be in between them so i'll do it shortly after this one i'll release that one as well but this one's intended to be listened to kind of as a prerequisite for for bloodstock if you're heading down there in your car maybe the days before in your tent somewhere as you're drinking pop this on uh, and, and feel free to listen away i always like doing these preview shows and talk about bands that you maybe didn't think you were going to see or sometimes you were going to see and we'll talk about them as well but they're always a lot of fun uh, bloodstock as we know you know did, did, how close did this come to not happening came very close to not happening and at one point, you know, we might have had dealt with a world where Bloodstock didn't happen. And when you see the list of, of bands and, and, and quality that's there, it would have been absolute travesty if it didn't happen. And it just goes to show the, the work that goes on behind the scenes. It's difficult enough creating a festival, difficult enough. Any promoter will know with just a one-day event is hard enough. But doing a festival with multiple bands with thousands of people uh, is absolutely, it's, it's such a, a Herculean effort that, you know, did Vicky and Adam and 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 Cy and that uh, the effort they put in it just cannot be understated. It's an amazing achievement to get done because you've got all the normal problems that you would have, and there's lots of them. But also the fact that then you throw in a pandemic and and an absolute wealth of craziness and uncertainty, and they still got it over the line, which was you know, absolutely superb. And I salute all those people involved in it, all the crew and everybody involved with actually making this happen. And so for me, it's incredibly important. And one of the, the, the sort of signs of that you know, metal hasn't died and there's, there's a wealth of metal in our scene and the music is, is still very much alive and producing great, great acts. So listen, let's get right in. We've got a lot, a lot of stuff to cover. Now I'm going to go by sort of various methods. To, I got to figure out who was on when and, and what, and some of it was just straight up guesswork. So forgive me if some of the timeframes are, are out, but it'll certainly point to some people that you may want to check out. And so, as everybody knows, that Bloodstock really doesn't start when you think it starts, like when the poster says it starts. Many days before, there's people, they're doing the build now. We've seen Adam doing some stuff and talking about the build. And um, Steve Jones, who was a previous guest on the show, really well received, by the way, and a fantastic guest. He'll be building stuff away and putting fences up and all that other shit, as well as being the guitar tech for the new blood stage. So there's an enormous amount of work that's going on now, but there's also people doing stuff and and you know little bits and pieces going on before the main shit starts. And that's sometimes where some of the coolest things happen. And in this case, it's on Wednesday the 11th, and it's on the Sophie stage. And the first band to 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 play is uh, Anakim. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Anakim. I think I am, and what a what a thing to be to be that first band playing on the bloodstock stage it's kind of you know a massive fuck you to all the problems that have been that have led us to this now and we're now you know starting to return to some 
normality. You know, this is and it's and what a first band as well, pro- progressive death basically, and it's and it's amazing. I mean, what what are we looking to hear from? Well, personally, for me, um, from Monuments of Departed Worlds, uh, Deluvian Wrath, just fucking that's a fucking great tune, and, and it, like the whole big drum intro for uh, uh, Xenogenosis or Xenosis. Um, but then obviously they'll be playing stuff from the Elysium Void. Um, you know, uh, what is it? Malformed Catholic Dream or something? Catholic Dream, I think it's called. It's a it's a great tune. That's a great album. Full stop. Is and what a what a fantastic first band to have on like six o'clock ish in the in in the day. Just as kind of things get started, and it's really kind of an interesting sort of day of of, of essentially thrashy sort of sort of day there as we go into. Ward sixteen uh, or Ward XVI if you if you're Roman um and the, the, you know the the Ad- like, Ward Ward sixteen are one of those bands you just know are, are are right on the cusp of breaking into something even bigger than they are now really good community they fostered in the what they call the inmates and really great outlook really uh, great presentation of their of their whole band and their brand unfortunately I hate saying that word but you know the whole type of thing they've really got a good understanding of what they are. I mean, what do we, what are we going to get? We'll get a new single probably, Bear, Bear the Witch, which is fabulous, by the way. And from the art of manipulation, I'd quite like to hear The Flight. That's, I, think that, I think that's a great tune, that is. Like, so, once again, first couple of bands on, there'll be like there'll be some nerves and there'll be some kind of what the fuck. So, you know, if you are there, go and fucking support them. Go and There's no other bands on. There's no other stages on on, on Wednesday, so you've got no excuses. Just go and see these bands. Uh, and then we get Raised by Owls and... <laughs> their second coming, if you will, and what there's been a lot of color inches for 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 raised by owls. And when I say inches, I mean millimeters. The it, it, of the comedy stuff we've all seen their things about you know what it would be like to be in the stage manager for Ramstein and what it would be like you know the, the, the kind of things they do about getting interviewed by people. And I've been there. There's some of them are super cringeworthy, but they're absolutely true. They're fabulous, and that's where most people's introduction is for raised by owls. But it wasn't for me. Mine was when listening back to the, the some of their songs, the, the amazing song titles that they had. That was my introduction, and I started listening to them, and it's fucking just grind and fucking really great stuff. And then it was like icing on the cake for me that they were a really funny bunch of guys with a really good sense of humour. And we've talked about this before on the podcast. We've talked about how you know metal is one of those musics that really... It's okay to be taken fun of and, and poked fun of. It really is. Doesn't take itself too seriously. And there's like two sides to Raised by Owls. You've got this enormous comedic side, and then a massive sort of heaviest fuck grind side. Like like much like Lawnmower Death, you know that type of thing. In fact, they probably are our Lawnmower Death. And so you know, I, I mean, you get for me. It's I want to hear Ant and Deck versus the Evil Dead uh, from from Dreadful. I, I want to hear that because that's. Man, that should, they should open with that, with that. Let's get ready to run, but they should open with that, I think. And I, I probably it, it makes sense for him to play Boris Johnson, <laughs> Vampire of London, doesn't it? From the Great British Grind-Off. They, they should play that, really. That, that's politically kind of quite interesting to do. But who wants to hear? And what an absolute... Um, uh, by, by luck or happenstance that they created the song Off to the Pub, because now Off to the Pub is a fucking anthem, isn't it? It's when you think about it. Raised by Owls, it, it, you know... Um, come for the comedy, stay for the grind, you know, and, and fabulous, uh, around sort of 8 o'clock-ish, a little bit before 8 on, on there. And then we get a really unique thing. Like I told you before, all the sort of the cool stuff that happens um, it, on, on the earlier times, like the Wednesdays and stuff, the earlier parts of the show sometimes where the, where the cool things happen. 
And this is one of those, it's Beholder, um, around sort of half eight-ish, sort of nine-ish time. You've got Beholder, um, you know, and and on social media, they announced like 2017 that that was that, was that for, you know, for, for, for Beholder. Um, and this is their final show. This is the this is the final show they will play, and that's a you know we, the various reasons why. And obviously, one of the biggest things is that you know the Simon Hall obviously, can I say obviously enough because it's it's so obvious that people know that he's he's obviously in that band, um, and may 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 see him may come to see them just for just for him. But realistically, I I saw being older when did I see them last. Um, they were playing in in a li- the live rooms a, 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 a while back, and I got to that's where I interviewed. Um, Simon, you should check. Go back and check that episode. It's a really enjoyable episode where we talk about Beholder and talk about the first stages of them listening to to metal as well. I thought that was really good. But this is Beholder's final show. It's really special. Beholder uh, are were a great band and and they've got such a really good uh, sense of themselves. As, as I keep saying, I want to hear Worm from, from uh, of the Awakening and and possibly Black Flag from the Order of Chaos. I think the. It's it's just going to be a solid set that and and a really celebratory set in many ways you know many ways it's celebratory of music but a celebratory of a, of a great band and what a, a a great way to start with the end if that makes sense and then we get to the uh, Wednesday headliners and it's onslaught obviously and I've said all obviously enough because some of this stuff just seems purely obvious obvious to me that these things everybody knows about but they don't onslaught are still unknown to certain metal fans they, they, they're very much the uk's big four if you will the part of that the hub the part of the whole thing great thrash with a wonderful they've just recently released a box set that is, is absolutely required listening and they've promised something uh you know quote unquote something big and explosive so i think they're just going to completely explode <laughs> and, and that's maybe how it's going to go but I mean, where do you start? What do we want to hear? I, I mean, we can go all the way back to the power of metal and the song "Death Metal." We could do that, and we should do because that's a fucking great song. Um, I don't know what what we, we I tested to destruction, and um, you know maybe some. I mean, uh, I, but I think I, I maybe it'll be new stuff as well because they've got a new album out, Generation Antichrist. So I think addicted to the, the smell of death is probably something that I really want to hear in a live concept. And this is the thing, ladies and gentlemen, is the Yes, you can hear these stuff on streaming and you can hear them on CDs and whatever your, your, your listening method du jour is. That's fine. But nothing, nothing is going to beat standing and watching this show with all those other people around you celebrating, as we've talked about with Beholder. This whole show, this whole this whole opening day is a glorious celebration of like, welcome back. Welcome back to standing with other like-minded people who love and enjoy this music and what a what a great sort of mini day that this first day is with with onslaught headline and they're going to do an absolutely amazing job with with that there and people are going to go they'll go too crazy at these these well, we've got fucking you know another four days of, of fucking metal like but what a great way to start what a lovely cross-section what a wonderful story is being told on the wednesday night <laughs> Okay, so on to the second day, maybe the first day for some people. It's going to be Thursday, the 12th of August. So some people might be the first um, day to, to, to come. Others might have been here for the Wednesday night show before. So many bands now. We're adding another two stages. And there's there's so much metal going on. It's it's absolutely superb. This is why you come to a festival. And I want to start things off with Ashen Crown. 
Sophie on the Sophie stage, 2017's Metal to the Masses winner. Um, you know, right on the cusp of of going to that next level. And I hate that term, next level. I hate all that type of thing. But they're very much a finished article. You know, obsolescence uh, is is superb. I hope they're going to play Crimson Sea, and I hope they're going to maybe take a few chances and maybe get some new material in there. That'd be nice to hear as well. Maybe to try something different. That'd be interesting as well. I just want to hear more of Ashen Crown. I think what they're doing is fabulous. I think they've got a really good sound that they seem really confident as well. And I think they're one of those bands, you know, everybody's always like, they're the, they're the next ones to watch and all that type of bullshit. Well, they are the next ones to watch. They really are someone who's going to be, we're talking about a lot. I think the next couple of albums that come up now will be will be really, really, really important testing ground for them. That's Ash and Crown on the on the Sophie stage, and then straight after them. So you stay on the on on the Sophie stage for for a little bit. Is uh, Luna's Call and Luna's Call? I I got to see them at Metal to the Masses, and I was I was blown away. I thought they were absolutely superb, confident, well put together songwriting with real complexity where it's it's needed if you if you know what i mean um i think that i'd really like to hear um off divinity i'd like to hear the, the the advent of a martyr i'd like to hear that i'd like to hear signs off uh off void the the russ russell's produced void which is just phenomenally sounding it's got almost like a technical slayer if you will I, I just just thought they were really, really clever and interesting stuff. But at the same time, sometimes that goes by the wayside if you haven't got the, the the songwriting to go with it, and they have. Fantastic. And that's quite a lot of action on the Sophie stage. And now we've added um, the New Blood stage and the Jake stage. And it, obviously, if you haven't been before, the New Blood stage is just to the left as you're looking at the main stage, it's Dio stage. Um, and that's the way you need to you need to go to. If you're ever like, well, what who do we want to see next? Just go to the New Blood stage. Just go there. Um, see Steve Jones, uh, former uh, guest. See him doing his work and support support him, but support the bands that have worked fucking really hard through this whole pandemic to stay kind of on sharp and 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 really deliver a great performance. This is some, sometimes they're playing in, in the first time they've ever been playing in front of a larger audience, and they're really going to give it everything. And you should too. And it, by by that extension, you, you're going to want to check out um, Casket Feeder. I stumbled onto this band after seeing some some bits and pieces. You're, by the way, all these bands are mentioned in bloodstock.com. You can go and see the bios of all these bands. I'm skating quickly over a lot of these, but you can go and read up about them as I've done and see about these bands and, and kind of check them out. But Casket Feeder uh, on the New Blood stage are around sort of um, half two-ish. Uh, amazing. I mean, we're going to hear the new song, Wormwood. That's what we want to hear because it's it's where they're at right now. But Ill Will is absolutely that's a that's a great tune. That is that is a great tune. And Casket Vida are just fucking solid. It's the sol- you, I think you're gonna be surprised. I think there's gonna be people going to New Blood stage going, well, you know, they might not be that good, and these might be a little bit rough around the edges. These are rough around the casket as you would as you would want it to be. You don't want this produced and polished, you want it to be rough, you want Casket Vida to fucking devour like, and I think they will. They're gonna be absolutely superb on that new blood stage. Really, really that's gonna be one of those sets, I think. That people will go. That's fucking. That that was important. That, and then we're over to the Jake stage for about three o'clock. Um, for Torture Demon. Now I'm I'm probably gonna Torture Demon on the show. I think at some point. But when they first kind of launched, everybody was uh, rightly so going crazy over them, and rightly so. Uh, rightly so. Uh, Desperation's grip is is superb. Uh, but a lot of people talk about how old they were. The fact that they were young lads, like you know, young teenagers, and I, I, I couldn't care less. You know, it's nice that there's a young band coming through, and and it's and fantastic that metal has a has new blood, quite literally, uh, 
coming through, and that's great. But really, for me, it's just great metal. It's it's just great metal. I mean, it's it's all too kind of you know uh, prophetic about about today's current climate. But a knee to the face of corruption is a is an absolute tune. It reminds me of the of what was going on with Trivium when they were going uh, when they first came out. You know, it's that type of like scramble to this is the new band coming out young lads hungry and writing great stuff already it's like where can they go where can they go to and that's why like i say it's going to be a running theme through the new blood and a jager stage all these kind of bands that haven't been around so long they're gonna you're gonna get to see what the future is and you get to see the future now um i, I mean i hope you play a serpa as well as my favorite song off of that album by Torture Demon, um, I think I think that's probably my personal favorite. But uh, I need to the face of corruption is definitely one to, to check out. That will be an important set, and I don't mean to sound fucking pithy when I say important. It will be. It'll be a set. You be like, did you see that set? That's that set. I'm telling you now, that is that set. And it's tough now because we're in the situation where there's a ton of bands playing, and it's difficult to kind of choose where. I mean, the next couple of bands, I couldn't. You couldn't put a credit card in between them, but. I'm going to go with um, the New Blood stage again. Whatever I can suggest, I'm going to suggest that for God Eater. Wow. Um, I mean, it's like Glaswegian death in the, in the afternoon. That's what we're after here. Fantastic. God Eater, I've seen him a few times. Never disappointed. Absolutely ferocious. Um, I mean, how good is All, all, all Flesh is Grass? You know, 2019's All Flesh is Grass. I mean, how, how good is that? Um, I mean... I don't know. I don't know really what else to to, to say about the what, very few albums get it right front to back almost straight away. Inertia Haze is a personal favourite on the album, but God, it's just so complete a package and so right that you've honed all the powers to a fine point. That's going to be a really, really important again. I'm going to say important, but a really pivotal set for them where people will be like, they need to be on the Sophie stage next. They need to be moving up and. Also, you're going to see a lot of uh, a variation on the New Blood stage. Everything from you know uh, uh, Odysseus and Riptide, uh, uh, and uh, As the World Dies, and, and the Best Medicine, all these kind of different types of bands. You're going to see a really beautiful dark rainbow, if you will, of all these different types. If you've not seen God Eater before, take a chance with them. You might not be something you're totally into, but just allow the performance as well, because that's. A large part of what God needs to do is, to, is the performance and the delivery. Once again, you cannot get anywhere else. You can't get that type of thing anywhere else other than actually sitting and witnessing these things. And it's fuck, it's like fucking two-minute walk from where the main stage is. Just take a chance and go down there. I can't talk enough about the new blood stage. So then we go on to um the Jager stage. Well, we'll, we'll go over to the Jager stage now. It's about, about six o'clock now. We're going to see Master Charger. Um, Wow. I, I really, really, I'm loving what some of the stuff they're doing at Blood and Sand from Origin of the Lugus. Um, Unity in Black from Unity in Black will be a big, big thing. I want to hear that. I really, really, really want to hear that. Um, and it just, they're, they're great. They're a great band. They seem almost perfect for the Jager. They're another band you, you need to be keeping an eye on. And one of the things I want you to do as well is during the breaks in between, you're like, well, who do I want to see? And you should just go straight to the New Blood stage. But it's, it's more a case of, Go and walk around. So go up to Lemmy's Bar. and If you haven't already, I don't understand why you wouldn't already, but pay respects to Lemmy's Bar. Get your photo on that with, with, with the Lemmy's Bar, big fucking shield and all the rest of it. Get that photo. Pay respects to Lemmy, as you fucking should do. And then start walking around. Go to some of the vendors. Go to Patch Amnesty and buy the, buy your patches there. Do fabulous work they're doing. Absolutely fabulous work of creating the best battle vests and, 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 and cuts and stuff. 
amazing. Go to Heathen Candles and see, you know, Side Hill's, uh, you know, main gig, <laughs> where you go and see these things and support these things. These are people who are like us, who are, who are trying to create a, a, a whole thing, but they don't play musical instruments. They don't. They're not part of that. They're doing something else. But this shows you the ecosystem that is created by by Bloodstock and by metal that exists. Go and go and so you're not just supporting the bands, you're supporting the people that love metal like you. And there's some fucking great stuff out there as well as buying all your food and stuff. Go and have a look, and that's the time to do that before you settle down onto the uh, onto the Sophie stage again. And then I want you to check out Hacktivist. And uh, the reason I want you to, to, to you know, continually, you know, I'm, I'm impressed by Hacktivist, you know, uh, everything from 2016's Outside the Box, which was, which was exactly that, by the way. Um, you, I've never seen I've seen them now four or five times in, in festival circuits, and they just grow. They grow to the moment, and they grow to the stage, and they grow to the audience. And it seems to, it's a, it's a terrible cliche, but there is that 360 of activity. If the if the band see the crowd going crazy, they go crazy. Then everybody goes crazy, and it keeps going. And it builds up and up. I've seen it every time with with hacktivist, and you know. Uh, you think about like for me, it, 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 it's it, it's deceiving defies for me because that's a song about growing up and it's a song about life. And it don't you know there's a, there's going to be maybe some some of the, the more traditionalist metal guys and girls who were like, well, okay, I don't really like that because it's bringing elements, other elements in. I would still watch this and see what you think. You know, um, I think hyper dialect is 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 quite quite brilliant, um, and I think we we. You, it's it's taking the time to watch them and and see what you think. I'd be interested to know. As always, put your comments on this post. Maybe after the sh- uh, the, the 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 festival itself and after the show, put put your comments about who you think I should be checking out as well. I think that's incredibly important. But I think Hacktivist are one of those bands that you they when when everybody talks about future headliners and where are they coming from and no one seems to be coming up with where they are. I'm telling you now, they are. You've got bands like Ash and Crown. They're going to move up. You've got Tortured Demon. Tortured Demon are bound for, for, for main stage at some point in their life. You look at God E.T., you look at Hacktivist, these are these are where the future big headliners are coming from. Everyone's like, where are they all coming from? This is where they're coming from. And you get to see these bands way before that. I've seen God E.T. play in front of very small crowds, and, and it was incredibly amazing to see that. Now, we're getting to see them a couple of thousand. Amazing, amazing. And then... Could it be? Could it be Bloodstock? Could it be a metal festival without Lawnmower Death closing our proceedings about half ten, eleven o'clock? Fabulous! I mean, Lawnmower Death. There'll be a lot of younger uh, metal fans who haven't heard of them who are going to see them for the first time. Please stay up late if you can. <laughs> it's half ten. Don't go to bed. Go and watch uh, Lawnmower Death. Equal parts comedy, equal parts crushing. Simple as that. They've been around for uh, so long, and um, they remember before the internet. Remember that. And I mean, where where do you start? Where do you start? Um, Pete Lee, as a vocalist, is just brilliant. I, I've never I've never failed to do both two things in a Lawnmower Death show: headbang and laugh my ass off. Almost sometimes at the same time, and I don't know many bands can do that. You know, and I really want to hear like you know, drunk to be sick from uh, Mo Liberation. But I want to I want to hear that song because I think it's perfect. Well, up, naturally, we want to see, you know, either Return of the Fabulous Metal, Bozo Clowns. We want to hear all that. Uh, but they're great. They're, they're, they're just great. And it's and it's self-knowing and self-aware. And it's just a good time. It's just a good time. Um, it's it's party metal almost before the before we, we started to get that. But it's it's good fun. It's it's heavy. It's intense. 
but it's comedic and it walks that perfect line. You know what it is? You know American Werewolf in London? American Werewolf in London is equal bit parts hilarious and absolutely brutal. That's what Lawnmower and Death are to me. And every time I've seen them, they've never failed to deliver. Absolutely superb. And you, you, it's a really good way to end uh, that day. And that day is going to be a load of new bands you ain't seen before, maybe a load of bands to check out. The first time you do, do, do having bands on, on New Blood Stage uh, uh, on this day, uh, amazing. There's lots and lots to do there, lots and lots to do. Explore as well. Like I say, go to these shops and stores and support these people as well. Uh, Thursday looks like a really good um, day in terms of discovery. Really, really great. And that's Thursday. And so we're on to Friday the 13th of the Bloodstock Festival. And now things really start to start to move forward because you're going to get the Ronnie James Dio stage, uh, Praise Dio, added to four stages now. And so there's a lot going on. Fucking hell, there's a lot going on. But what better way? Oh, my fucking shit. To go to open with like a half ten on on the on the Dio stage, fetal juice opening it, fucking hell, that's just a <laughs> that's just an amazing way to start. Obviously, I saw fetal juice at the outpost uh, supporting exhumation, and they were that was the first time they played, and they've seen it as very much as a warm up as well for Bloodstock, but they were fucking ferocious, absolutely ferocious, and you know whether it's you know from. You got like uh, booze locust and Dutch oven and stuff from Masters of Absurdity 2016, but then you got the stuff from Gluttony, um, like the wonderful take your face for a shit uh, and and venomous domination. But they were people just were absolutely firing. I talked to Des after the show and got some sound clips, which will appear on the next show hopefully. They are right up for this, and I mean fucking all the way up the wazoo for this. Like absolutely. Really, really, really uh, gonna gonna earn that spot on opening up the the Dio stage. Perfect band to open a a, a great stage, and then we go uh, and look at the Sophie stage, and it's time to really see those bands moving up through metal to the masses and stuff, and then making their way onto the Sophie stage. And Deified are the ones that you need to be looking after. I have had Deified, Deified have been on the show, and and superb band. I can't talk enough about this band. And the song you must hear, one of my favourite songs in recent times, is Blood Under the Bridge from a throwback scene. Deified are that band, that band that are moving gradually up as they improve, they get their craft together. Absolutely superb. I mean, it would be nice to hear some maybe slightly deeper cuts like um, Iron Bird from Into Human Manifesto and things. But for me, they're absolutely the finished article now. And it's just a case of getting people to hear them getting people to, to see these bands. I saw them at the Metal to the Masters myself and at, at various shows and superb control of what they're doing and control of what they're saying. It's like there's elements of Fear Factory, there's elements of Thrash, there's, there's all kinds of great stuff going on there with Deified and that's like about sort of half 11, 12 o'clock-ish. They are going to be absolutely superb. Um, really, really, really high points. I, they're like top five bands that I wanted to see at Bloodstock and they are it because I want to see it live now. I've I've listened to the to the CD until I've fucking I've worn it out. I, I now I want to see it live. As many of you uh, do you want to see these bands live now it's time to start seeing this music played in a live context. And then talking about Melted Masses on the new blood stage as uh, you should always start to check out you've got seventh um winners of the uh the the Metal to the Masses in uh, North Wales that we talked about. I couldn't get them on the show, but I talked to them, and I'm going to get them after this. It'll be a nice time to talk to them about their experience in Metal to the Mass and the experience of playing the New Blood Stage and Bloodstock 7th. 
uh, absolutely superb. I mean, it's something like two mirrors. You know, they're, they're really, really good. And it's, there's room with with Severance, I think, to grow. And I'd be interested to see what their journey is. And that's what you're going to be seeing. A lot of these bands are going to be, it's their journey starting at Metal to the Masses and moving slowly up. And then you be that person that says, listen, I saw them at Metal to the Masses when there was no one there. And the early parts of the metal to, metal to the masses before we get to the semis and the finals, as it always is the case, I saw them there and now the fucking headline and whatever stage. And that's that's what you're seeing here. You're getting to see the the future, uh, the the past and the present of metal all encompassed in one place, which is exactly what a metal festival should be. All the greats from Hellfest and Vakken all encompass that. They they celebrate their history. They look at the, the what's going on now, and they look at the future as well, and they present it all for you to listen to. And this this day is a classic example of that. I cannot cannot uh, let this go unsaid. But for the next, uh, you should stay with Severance because the next act on after is Perla, and uh, and my boy Freaky. Shout out to Freaky and um, one of my one of my tour wives that we hung out together. He's a superb guy and a great band, just a great band, a belter of a band, you may say. Uh, we want to hear Mary Monroe and and Desert Slut, and we want to hear Fortified and all that. There's some great stuff that they're doing from another belter. Perla are just going to be a great time, just a great band. Grab yourself a beer, fuck, grab yourself four, and go and listen to Perla. Absolutely superb. Now, I talked about the history being celebrated, and that is personified with, on the Dio stage, Acid Rain. They are, so, I still believe they're very underrated, People still uh, discovering them. I'm still talking to people about this band, and because they've got such a beautiful history and such a depth of quality songs, you know, it's almost impossible to to, you know, to get a full spectrum of Acid Rain stuff. Um, uh, is, is is was my starting point in songs like Freedom of Speech, but then you've got the new stuff with the Age of Entitlement and and great stuff like the New Low. And I, I I always try and kind of to point out one or two songs from the back catalog, but Acid Rain have got lots of songs. You're going to listen to them and think they're copying other bands, but they were the first, they were like ten years before all these bands. They're very much one of the archetypes of, of thrash and that whole scene, and must be respected for that. Their set on the James Dio stage will be a beautiful celebration of them. Um, fantastic Acid Rain. I can't talk enough about how. How you should see that show. That's very much up there watching Acid Rain. That'll be that'll be fantastic. And then in a blink of an eye, around three o'clock, you've got Loathe on the Ronnie James Dio stage. Now, I mean, if we're looking at the future of metal and future headliners and future people that are going to be absolutely uh, you know essential to to where metal goes, you're looking at Loathe. Yes, people have compared to them to the Deftones and various acts like that. Uh, for me. The let let it in and uh, I let it in and I took everything is is absolutely superb and songs like Two Way Mirror and Gord. I I just think that they're they're very much now uh, the on the tips of everybody's tongues. They're very much the band de jour that everybody's talking about, and rightly so, um, because it's it's interesting, it's intelligent, and it's thoughtful metal. It's 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 what the future could be. It's addressing some of the the newer side of things and bringing in a whole load of new things. Not for nothing that they're going to be going over to the States and touring with their Polyphia and Architects. That's that's where they are now. They're right right behind those bands and and and, and pushing very much through. I think uh, Kadeem, as a vocalist, is up. we went to see them. I talked about this on a couple of shows before with with my friend Massey. As we went to the show, and it was spectacular. I mean, spectacular. When you, when you think, has everything been done? Is is metal getting stale and dated? 
loads of example of where it is not where it is very much the future where, where the future is wide open to do stuff obviously the you know the liverpool lads so i've got to speak up for them there but fantastic loads you really really if you if you're watching acid rain and then you want to see love you're going to get an absolutely a history lesson of where metal was is and going to in, in a very short space of time and then we get to venom prison i I've not seen Venom Prison live. Most of these bands I've talked about I've seen live in some respect, but I've never seen Venom Prison live. I've known a few people who've worked on their shows and I've seen a lot of shows on YouTube. And these were spectacular. Um, just, you know, the new album Primeval. And, uh, you know, I think, and everything from the Animus debut and, and like stuff like Corrode the Black Sun. This is epic, epic writing, epic metal. Um, in in a glorious sense, it's huge, beautiful uh, soundscape, expansive stuff, and and absolutely, from what I can see, phenomenal live shows. These were very much on a list to see uh, the tick off that I haven't seen before, and I really, I mean, this is this is going to be. I mean, I don't know what time the sun sets. Then I think it probably will be around. Then they're on. You know, it's not going to be there. It's going to be still going to be quite light. I'd like to see them in a. In a in the darkened environments, because the light show and the, the the wash that they do with that is absolutely superb. But Venom Prison are just force and power, and oh, it's absolutely superb. But the Venom Prison probably um, are one of the ones on my list because I haven't seen them. And this is a lot of the festivals I try and get to see as many bands as I can who I've never seen before. Yes, you should see your favourites. Of course, you should see your favourites. But pick out a band that you haven't seen before. Check them out. Get all excited for a particular set and some and, and the songs they play, and then go and see that band. Make it up and go and see that band. So we go to um, friends of the show, Raging Speedhorn. Um, Raging Speedhorn on the Sophie stage at half five, six o'clock. What's not to say about the horn? You know, it's a guitar player, Dave Lee, friend of the show. We've had the Raging Speedhorn on the show before, and they were super lovely. Um, amazing, amazing. We would obviously want to hear stuff from Hard to Kill because the new stuff, like songs like Doom Machine, see which where they're going, and Hammer Down as well. You know that slower sort of vibe as well is is absolutely fucking essential. Wouldn't mind. Let's let let's hear maybe Ten of Swords from Lost Rituals. Maybe hear some some deeper cuts. It'd be quite nice. But also, I want to hear some new shit, and I just want to see them let loose. When Gordon's fucking killing it on the drums, it, it it they're just one of those bands that are just fucking. Epic. They're just going to be always be around, and they're great stuff because the Wild Heart is on the Deer stage. But I'm choosing Raging Speedhorn, and because it's just a good. I mean, every all the pictures that they always put up are, are always of them at Bloodstock, and all the. Um, I think they did that. Uh, didn't didn't think you do that uh, call and response from Queen at the last one. They just looked like they were having a fucking whale of a time, and that's what they want you to have. They want you to drink beer and enjoy the show. Well, they want you to fucking sniff glue, worship Satan, drink beer, but enjoy the show as well. Raging Speedhorn on the Sophie stage uh, is going to be fucking essential, absolutely essential. And then we get a really difficult situation. God bless festivals, but they are, you can't please everybody, and and this is one of those weird times where Skindred are on uh, the Ronnie James Dio stage. And I, every single time I talk about these festivals and talk about re- preview shows and Skindred on it, I always talk about Skindred. They are one of the best live bands, full stop, let alone metal, full stop, live bands out there. Um, you know, Uncle Benji, God bless him, he's one of the best frontmen in, 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 uh, ever. He just is. The command of the audience is, is absolutely superb. Naturally, we want to hear and see the Newport helicopter. We want to see all the classics like Nobody Impression. We want to hear all that. But I'm not suggesting going to see that. Well, maybe a little bit of them and then running over to uh, the new Blood stage. And it's not fucking far. 
you can see the blood stage from where you're standing watching the the on the James Dio stage. You can see that. You can go over, maybe just catch the end of uh, Culpaclesis with a uh, friend of the show and guest on the show, uh, Joe Mortimer. We've had we've had a lot of people on the show that are playing are playing a bloodstock, which is really nice. I must be talking to the right people. But Joe's and Culpaclesis they are absolutely superb, and they are really kind of. The the one of the, the champions of the scene, the work that Joe does alone should be champions, but the band itself are absolutely superb as well. They fucking destroyed at, at the op- uh, outpost first band on and first band of scene after the, the, the coming back after lockdown, and they were fucking brilliant. Um, Cobra Calisis, uh, future of death, and what's going on there, they, they don't take themselves seriously, but then play seriously, if that makes sense. Colby Cleases are just uh, uh, absolutely uh, something you need to seek out. They're very special, and I would like you to seek them out. You can watch a bit of Skendred, you can do that, and you should do, but then you go over to the new Blood Stage because it'll be fucking chocker about this point because they're the last band on the new the Blood Stage on that particular day. But you should really check them out. Obviously, local boys, so I'm going to support them. Talking of local boys, you've got Conan. Conan um, on the Sophie stage uh, around sort of 8 o'clock. Uh, what, what what there's so much there. I mean, just grab some beers and your friends and your your, your whatever of choice and just sit and let that fucking wash over you. Uh, Conan, uh, superb. I mean, what where do you start with what we choose from? Maybe Fohammer from Blood Eagle or Every Man Is an Enemy from Revengeance. They just got they just it's going to be perfect for a live show and that slot is absolutely perfect because you want to kind of just listen to the fuzz and listen to the distortion, let it wash over you. Before you get to possibly the, the the set of the entire weekend, certainly number one on my list, um, Mr. Devon Townsend on the Ronnie James Dio stage just after nine. This promises to be biblical, promises to be that set that people talk about. Dev, the poor bastard, has been locked up in, in a hotel as he's, he, he's, he's landed here now and he's stuck in a hotel uh, until he's unleashed. I mean, he's doing a uh, a warm-up show, aren't they, on the on the the twelfth in Manchester? I mean, where do, where do we start with, with with Devin Townsend? You know, I discovered him from Vi, obviously when you know Sex and Religion and seeing him doing all these unusual vocalizations and and things like that, and just watched his career with everything he does is great. Everything he does, um, you know, and and moving through his career, I mean, it's difficult to know what's going to be. What, what what tracks he's going to play and what we want because the list is absolutely vast. I mean, it's twenty five fucking plus albums here, you know, and and his his podcast is has uh, been fantastic and he's brought us into his, his world of what he's doing. And um, you know, I, I don't know what I mean, we can hear stuff off Empath and uh, some of the stuff from uh, uh, the Evolution series, and I don't know. I think I imagine that we're going to get some stuff from Lightwork, which is going to be fascinating. Devin Townsend, you do go to listen to. What some of the in inverted commas hits? I get, yes, I get that, you know, and, and nobody more he- happier to hear heavier than a real thing, heavy thing for me than me. But it's Devin Towns is all about looking forward. I mean, I often talk about the on the show, and I think I talked about it in the last show with Steve Jones that he uh, he understands and loves the Bloodstock crowd. You know, that one show where it didn't go well for him uh, and he ended up having to cut the set short was still a triumph. This will be a triumph. This will be very, very, very special indeed. Um, Lord knows what he's got planned, but Devin Townsend is going to be absolutely, you know, that that's, for me, that's the number one, the number one slot you have to see. Uh, closely followed, or maybe just with Judas Priest, but for obvious reasons, but Devin Townsend, 
I'm excited because I don't know what's going to happen. I kind of have an idea what's going to happen with Judas Priest, but I don't know what's going to happen with Dev, and that's very exciting. And I don't know how, you know, the whole production of it's going to be absolutely spectacular. I have no doubt in my mind. So Devin Townsend on the Ronnie James Dio stage, wow, one easily one of the sets of the weekend to check out. And then, you know, if you if you're still if you're still standing, we're looking at the Sophie stage for napalm fucking death. Because they they belong, they're important. Like legends get thrown around. It gets that's such a term that gets thrown around and creators of a scene. Napalm death are those legends. You know, as as and people are rediscovering them again now through like uh, you know the throws of joy and the joys of in the joys of defeat. You know, people are discovering them again, and every sort of couple of years, ever since they fucking started in the eighties, people are rediscovering and re-understanding how important Napalm Death are, Barney, Barney and the lads are. Um, I mean, where do we go? Do we get you know, Punishment Capitals take the poison? That'd be nice to hear as a deep cut, you know. But I think we're getting. I'd like to hear stuff off Apex Predator you know, easy meat and and things like that. And obviously what they're probably gonna play Contagion from Throws of Joy. But for me, you need to go and see very much where it all began and Napalm Death are gonna be that'd be nice as well if they can play Nazi Punch fuck off as well. I'd like to hear their version of that as well again. Um never never ever seen a bad show. Um always deliver unrelenting intelligence thought provoking and as the father of many 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 sorts of aspects of what we now attribute to metal napalm death on the Soviet stage i mean if you go and just step back and look at this this whole day it is an absolute you know treat from left to right you know from from the early stuff that's you know the the, the beginnings of stuff with that acid rain Moving through to the more contemporary stuff like Venom Prism and, and established arts like Rage and Speedhorn, the new brand new stuff like Cobra and then all the stuff like Skindred and Devon Towns. And metal is an absolute banquet, an absolute banquet of of cross genres and and and, and things like that. And this this day really does celebrate that. Is this? It's a strong day. Fucking hell, Friday's a strong day. Um, superb stuff to look forward to. Definitely note Devon Townsend being one of the sets of the festival or any festival. And so we find ourselves on Saturday, the 14th of August, still with us. Yeah, good. Okay, so now we're getting, there's so much to cover now, but almost immediately this starts with a, a really nice problem to have. Um, at the same time, on uh, the Dio stage is Kundra around sort of half 11, 12 o'clock. And then on Sophie stage, there's the video nasties. I'm going to suggest both. I'll leave it to you as to which one you want to go with. Kundra are such an easy choice. Not the tips of every metalhead's uh, tongue. They're an easy band to suggest uh, 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 the next sort of big thing, the next breakthrough band or whatever they've already broken through. But Conjure for me, uh, you know, everything from on uh, uh, Catch and Hollow and stuff like that, just, you know, uh, amazing, amazing quality, but also real intelligence and in what they're playing. And Conjure, uh, everybody's knowing about them now. They've broken out, so to speak, and now everybody's talking about them. Everybody always thinks... You know, where, where, like I say, where the next headliners are coming from, where the next special bands are coming from, the next interesting stuff from Kundra are very much that. It's an easy win, Kundra. If you're not sure, you just want an easy. It's an easy win because it's just going to be a really, really strong set. But I also would like to put a case forward for the video nasties, not only because they're local boys, but also because they're on uh, APF Records with with our friend Fieldy, who was Andrew Field, who was on one of the previous episodes. But they are spectacularly good, the video nasties. Uh, Dominion, 
is easily one of my favourite records uh, of recent times with, you know, Red of Light and They Rise, Hanging Tree, the new single Draw the Shades. Video Nasty is superb. They kind of, it encompasses a lot of things I like, video nasties and horror and that type of thing, and then, you know, thrash and grindy and that. It's a whole wonderful amalgamation. Now, uh, on the Sophie stage, I think they're going to, I think that's going to be one of those, another one. How many times have I said this throughout this podcast that there's, this next amazing set and this must-see set is just testament to how great the Bloodstock, Bloodstock lineup is. That is. I can say that, that there's these quality acts one after the other in, in potentially like defining sets, defining moments for them, their sets. And then we get to Silosis. Silosis, don't sleep on this on Silosis. Uh, uh, you know, you really need to check them out. And you know, we never get enough. You know, we thought we'd we'd not not see them after 2016, but then. You know, back here they are back again. I mean, obviously we want to hear stuff off Edge, Edge of the Earth, the Imperial, and Part Two, and uh, you know, uh, uh, Awake, uh, Awakening. What a riff that is! And I sever. I mean, there's there's a lot to love with Silosis, and I don't feel any way that they've got the respect that they deserve. And the uh, the I mean, going on at the O stage at, at two o'clock ish is probably the respect respect they deserve. You're going to be really surprised. They're going to have a lot of people who who, who are who were, maybe didn't hear of them before. They were gonna they're sitting in between sort of uh, malevolence and ginger. So ginger gonna, are gonna uh, have a great set, and I would have suggested them. But uh, on the other stage is party cannon, uh, party slam, if you will. Uh, they're promising a few surprises. Party cannon are another one of those those bands when when we when we talk about coming through on the UK DM scene, um, but along the lines of like fetal juice and bands like that, where we talked about and Cleases and things like that. Um, there's a reason your single is that is definitely something I want to hear, if only for the intro that that used that that pulls the uh, the sample from Brain Dead. Um, but also like new stuff as well, Electric Shoulder Polygon, things like that. Party kind of really, uh, I mean, for me on the the Sophie stage midway through, sort of the the day around sort of three o'clock, half three. That's going to be a great set. That that's going to be a lot of fun. But you're also going to be getting your head ripped off like by them because they're, they're, they're superb. But then if things get really serious around uh, the half five, six o'clock stage because then we get Paradise Lost. Um, Draconian Times in its entirety is, is, is... I mean, it's 48 minutes, 48 minutes long or something, Draconian Times. So I don't know how long their set is. I mean, they could sneak some other songs in there. They probably will. But... Um, what a, what an absolute treat that is! Draconian Times was something that me and my my missus kind of both gravitated to. That was a it's a big album for her. It was a big album for me. Really, that next level, probably the zenith of what they were doing. I mean, they do great stuff. You know, like I was talking about, like uh, Death Death uh, uh, Fate Divides Us and uh, and Death Unites type of thing. I, I always talk about those sorts of those songs, but definitely for me, Draconian Times is is a it is a masterpiece it is a masterpiece and to hear that in its entirety as paradise lost intended is going to be a really special moment for them uh, one of the one of the the, the, the sort of one of the most important in metal uk uh bands and i think that they maybe once again didn't get the appreciation they did that album maybe i mean it was on it was critically really and and and, and everybody loved it but i still think it was maybe even more special and people give it give it credit for just let that album wash over you because it's going to be absolutely absolutely superb that and then speaking of 
you know, stalwarts of the UK scene and important bands. We get Cradle of Filth at half seven, eight o'clock-ish around that time. And wow, I mean, what a journey Cradle of Filth have had. They've kind of been in the, in the uh, you know, the zeitgeist, if you will, like they were the kind of, especially Danny Filth, almost got into the mainstream sort of consciousness for a little bit there. I mean, 13 albums in existence is Futile's 13th album. And you think... You think now they've gone all the way around to now they're, they're doing exactly what they want, exactly how they want it. As we probably all, 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 always have, you know, they're looking to play '98's um, Cruelty of the Beast in full as well, I believe, on the tour, which is going to be absolutely spectacular. But the new material as well, like Crawling King Chaos, is is also absolutely essential. I, I think they were the butt of jokes when they cradle of filth amongst the, the sort of general public for a long time until you go back and listen to the work. You know, I hope we get stuff off Total Fucking Darkness, like you know, the, the Black Goddess Rises and things like that. I hope we get that, just to show how important they were. They didn't make necessarily make extreme music normal, but they did open up the field of vision of what was how it was getting seen, and and they're incredibly important. I hope I don't think the sun's going to be down for that. I think it could be quite, quite still quite lighter. Hopefully, it's it's overcast and raining. Which is something you don't normally wish for at a festival, but I'm going to wish it for Cradle of Filth set because that seems to be in keeping with the whole aesthetic of what they what they want. Cradle of Filth are incredibly important, getting important to extreme music, and I think a lot of people are going to be like initially, wow. I mean, it'd be nice to see Annabelle the new keyboard as well. See see how that pans out and see how that works as well. How much that gets brought to the table, but. It's going to be nice to, to, to see Cradle of Filth doing what they do best, and they do do it one of the best um, on, on, on the DO stage. And then we, we shift over, if we can, to the Sophie stage. Um, not quite closing it, almost, but you, you'll see why in a second. But you're going from sort of eight till nine, you, you're getting Memoriam and Birmingham Death. Um, and, you know, Carl's vocals, I mean, I've, I've talked about them before, and, you know, it's just they've been consistent. Memoriam have been cons- consistent from the artwork for the for the albums, um, you know, the the Silent Vigil and things like that. I think, I mean, I'd like to hear from twenty seventeen's The War Rages On, um, and I think the Memoriam are one of those bands. They're one of those bands that are are always going to be there. They're just consistently amazing, and I think given enough time frame, and certainly they will be at the Sophie stage. You're really going to see how I I can't believe there's some people who slept on this uh, type of uh, this, this band because the 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 type and quality of what they're doing is absolutely superb. And then we get to the headliners of the stage, and it's Creator, of course, it's Creator. Um, I mean, where full disclosure, ladies and gentlemen, I was not a, a, a I'd never really found Creator took me a couple of years. I, they weren't initially one of the, my, my go-to bands. And then slowly I I got into um off Coma of Souls and you know Agents of Brutality and obviously Coma of Souls, the song itself. Um for me they they, they were way more important than I, I give uh, any kind of credence to before. They were they, you know when we talk about big big fours and various styles and the first big four, the next big four, and whatever. Creator are often overlooked and belied. Often, often. If, in fact, if I had to say one of the most underrated bands of the entire festival, it's Creator. And then people would be like, well, why the fuck are they headlining? Well, because it's 14 or so studio albums. and been going since 82. And, you know, I mean, what? 
they're, they're, a, they're an essential part of 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 them. The, well, a lot of people are going to going to watch them, going, "Who the fuck are these?" And maybe not even know a lot of their songs. That's that's the the, the, the honest truth here. There's going to be some people who don't know some of the songs, and they're going to be absolutely blown away. You're going to hear all those bits of the of the, of the big fours kind of dabbed in there, kind of in in and about there. Um, I, I mean, if I had to check out something, you want to see like from a live point of view, watch the DVD, um, you know, Dying Alive, watch that. If you want to see what really they're all about, I think I would suggest, you know, unusually, I would suggest all the checking out all the bands, but I really would deep dive on Creator. And um, I think I was talking to Squatch on one of the podcasts about, about Creator and just how important and bands like Zentrix, uh, just how important they are to the scene. And I've said importance a lot for a lot of these bands because today, the, the Saturday day, Feels like it's one of those days where we're giving, we're tipping the hat to all the important bands and the work they've done to get modern metal to where it is, and it makes absolute sense for Creator to headline. That's going to be a set that's going to surprise people. It's going to make people a lot of people happy. There'll be people who are who totally dig on Creator and have been into them for a long time who are going to be made very happy by that set. Um, superb Creator headlining the final uh, act on on Saturday, fourteenth of August. But wait, there's more. If you go to the Sophie stage around half half eleven-ish, which you should do because no more bands on now, so you should drift over to there. You're gonna see Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons. Well, you know, one of the one of the many sort of things that came out of Lemmy's passing is that we got all these other bands, and one of these bands was was, was Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons, obviously. Phil Campbell, you know, super super nice guy, super great band. And what a great way to really end that that Saturday! Uh, it, not without saying, it's got uh, the uh, my my friend Andrew Hunts from from Buffalo Summer. Um, he he's he's on vocals. I, I really need to get Andrew on the show because he's just a fucking super nice guy, but with a fucking great voice, an absolutely amazing voice. He's got an EP coming up soon called The Meeting Point, which is, I strongly recommend you check out. As well as Buffalo Summer touring buddies of 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 mine. I I I'm. Where where do you start with with Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons? We've got a great uh, album um, where the Bastard Sons coming up, um, and a great collection of songs and a great aesthetic and a great look. But more importantly, they're just playing music they really really enjoy. You know, they're, 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 it is it is what it is. It's, we're not gonna. It's not changing massively. It's not creating whole new genres or anything like that. It's just straight up really good tunes and that's what you want you want to be you know a couple of beers deep you've just enjoyed creator you know the, the, the it's not too cold so you kind of drift over to the sophie stage you know prop yourself up against one of those posts there and just let them fucking do their business and let them uh, let andrew andrew's vocals are going to fucking blow you away you'll be like what the fuck is that how have i not heard of this guy because it's fabulous it's fabulous it's everything from sort of Chris Cornell and, uh, and 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 everything in between, and Rob Plant and all these, and that sounds high high praise, but it's true, and it absolutely clicks with Phil Campbell's playing and the and the and the Suns playing, and that's going to be a real, that's a party that is, but just you know that's not a set that they're going to be playing, that's going to be a party like a, a house party that you've been invited to with a with a with a band on is Phil Campbell and the Bastard Suns, fantastic, uh, closing out the the Saturday and the Sophie Lancaster stage. And then we get to Sunday, the 15th of August, the last day of Bloodstock. And it this is this is already... All the days have been good uh, so far, and they've given me some really interesting bands to check out and some 
classic bands that, are, that I insist you, you check out too. Um, where do we start? Okay, we start on the Sophie stage. We're looking at internal conflict. Um, nothing is lost at the, the EP. Um, I think I, I've, everything I've heard from internal conflict, I've really liked. I'm just I want the now to, to be the, the, the final section of watching them live and really enjoy that. Really kind of see it's one of those ones where um you can only hear so much. You can only hear several tracks there. But what how does that take on what sort of how what does that become in a live situation? And that's really where we see a band stretch the legs and, and win the fans over. So internal conf- conflict at eleven o'clock on the Sophie stage, and then we move to a little bit after one, Diamond Head on the Ronnie James Dio stage. What a perfect combination of the Dio stage and Diamond Head. Now, you know Brian Tatler is, you know, I would say I still say underrated, like because he's just a riff. He's an absolute riff machine. And um, you know, we want to hear the Prince and it's electric and am I evil? All those stuff that the Metallica made made famous for them. And um, we want to hear all those. Uh, but also, I mean, uh, think about a deep, uh, a deep dive. Let's say. I know skin on skin from what's in your head. That's a that's a fucking that's a great song. That is. I mean, there's there's tons of stuff. You can understand that these are obviously were Diamond Head are known for the pillars of a couple of songs, but within that there's a vast back catalogue of just really straight up great riffs. Like uh, Brian Tatler is is an absolute national treasure, and Diamond Head that's going to be perfect. That like couple of beers in uh, a half one ish shot on the Dio stage is going to be absolutely. Absolutely perfect, you know. And then you're gonna to want to go over to the Sophie stage because you want to want to catch Pissed. Um, they're on APF Records as well with our friend Andrew Field. But Pissed, the one I found out by, but Andrew Field was on the show on the podcast, and he, there was a long laundry list of bands he reeled off, and I didn't know who they were. I didn't know who Pissed were, and I was like, oh shit, I really uh, really need to check them out. So I checked out the Hales album, and which is just fucking insanely good. Um, and I really want to hear songs like Fuck Off and Die. And, I, and Wreck, what a fucking beast of a song Wreck is. I think Pissed, uh, it was half, half one, close to two-ish, is going to be a, a really fucking great set. Nice and sort of short and to the point set where it's going to be. I mean, they're just fucking, what a great sound they've got as well. Already early on in, in, in their formation. But Pissed have, are almost essential. I've missed them a couple of times when they played locally and around the way. So uh, catching them here is going to be absolutely imperative. And then going from that, we're just keeping it all kind of groovy and doomy and and grungy and not grungy, I suppose, fuzzy and you know what I mean. That kind of whole that whole Sabbathy type of thing. Because we're going with Orange Goblin, it's Orange Goblin about three o'clock on on the on the, the stage. Of course we are. I think you know Orange Goblin, one of those bands people know the name before they actually know know the the band. I mean, uh, it's only recently, you know, obviously we lost Dusty from ZZ Top and they put up their cover of Just Got Paid, which is fucking brilliant, by the way. I hope they play that. I wonder if they'll play that like at that set. That'd be nice to hear. I mean, 25 years or so of Orange Goblin, you know, and and Ben and uh, vocals and, and, and Joe's playing is just, uh, I mean, it just absolutely, you know, just completely. Some you win, some you lose. From Thieving from the House of God's a, a big tune for me. I think that's a great tune. Um, but I wonder if there's going to be maybe slightly, maybe one or two new materials since the the Wolf Bites back on uh, in 2018. That'd be nice to maybe even just a couple of little new things. But I think for me, that's just going to be a good time. That's just going to be a good time. Orange Goblin do that groove shit really, really well. You know, you're absolutely 
in safe hands there. Like, you know, get yourself drunk if, with your last bit of money, spend it on booze, and go and watch Orange Goblin on the Dio stage. And then talk about being in good hands. It's It's got to be therapy straight about Orange Goblin and then therapy. So you'll be boozed up for Orange Goblin and then you'll be singing along for therapy because, you know, Andy Cairns and, and, and the guys, I mean... Wow, I've always loved therapy. They were a wonderful crossover band, in my opinion, in between kind of metal and, and pop and punk and that type of thing. And he wonderfully straddled straddled that. Uh, you know, obviously we want to hear stuff from Trouble Gum, Knives, and Scream Anger, and my personal favorite, Nowhere. But also, I'd like to hear stuff from Infernal Love and Nurse. Uh, you know, some of the more early stuff. But that's not to say, like you know, the, the you know, Cleave, like the newest album, twenty eighteen, was a. It isn't isn't got some great stuff on record like Beckett's a great that's a great tune. Therapy have got a wonderful energy. Energy is is is, is therapy. I've saw them many many times in various sort of incarnations and at various points in their career, and they've always just absolutely delivered with with a really interesting set list of, of everything from the, the 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 headline stuff to some deep pulls as well. They're really good at doing that. You are in completely safe hands by listening to to, to therapy at about sort of half four five o'clock. And then this is the last chance to kind of. There's a lot of bands out there that are worth worth checking out before you get to 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 the the the, the final run in, and that's what I suggest you do. But also, if you are able to get to the VIP stage, and um, you're going to see my friend and, and podcast uh, fellow guest uh, Andrew O'Neill, and what they've been doing, what Andrew's been doing, is really special. I've watched what Andrew puts online. The shows that they have put together during the pandemic, the the type of stuff that they've been doing to deal with not being able to play in front of a, a live audience, I think is absolutely superb. Obviously, Andrew, the guitarist in uh, uh, The Men That Will Not Be Playing For Nothing. And also, when we talked to Andrew on the show, we talked about a history of heavy metal. A wonderful n- knowledge of the whole musical world but then framing it in some really interesting slants if you will interesting ways of putting that across and what i think they do the 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 best is is that perspective shift and by that i mean make you look at things slightly differently make it and them approach it as all good comedians should do i wonder if andrew's going to do stuff from the up the, the the touring stuff that they've been doing which is the uh, we are not least afraid of ruins i'd quite like to see that some of the live stuff that, that Andrew's been doing is is really interesting as well. Constantly pushing, constantly looking at the edges of the map, constantly challenging. I always look back at what I'm doing whenever I see what Andrew's doing and, and go, you know, is, is that anything? Can I even get anything as good as what Andrew's doing? Because it's really good within the metal realm. And that's going to be on 6.30 on the VIP stage. Uh, nothing but love for what Andrew's, Andrew's doing. They just understand the genre and and then therefore can can poke fun at it in in a, in a respectful and quality way. So then let's let's, let's get to right to it now. We're at the absolute big guns. We're talking Saxon by half seven eight o'clock on the Dio stage. Saxon are peerless since seventy seven. They've been doing this shit. You know what I mean? It's like you know there should be a documentary about Saxon because the 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 whole journey has been ups and downs. It's, Let's let's call it exactly what it is. They, they they've not got a they've got a long list of albums naturally, but it's not always been amazing. The the album's not always been amazing. It's had some lows and some highs. It's been quite a you know I mean, 
Yes, you want to hear that the band's played on from denim and leather and and and, and stuff. And, but what about Unleash the Beast from Unleash the Beast? What about that? You know, we I think the Saxon are as as relevant as they've almost ever been now because they've passed through that whole thing of now they're at the the considered. I mean, they were new wave of British heavy metal when that was term. That term was them when 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 it, when it was coined. Now they. There they are, the elder statement, st- statesman, but in every way, uh, it's still, and it, it'll be an exceptional set. I've seen them, I'm, I've seen them playing with Testaments a, a, a long time ago, and I was just blown away at how it. There's, there's always going to be a song you that you didn't hear. There's always going to be a song that you didn't, you hadn't heard before that they'll play in the set, and it will be a load of you know, wheels of steel stuff. You know, there will be a whole litany of of classic songs being played here, and you will be surprised at how many you know. This is the perfect, perfect sort of uh, segue, if you will, not by me, but by them, into Judas Priest at nine o'clock on the Dio stage, the main headliners of Bloodstock. I talked about Devon Townsend, about how that will be a, a, probably at the top of my list. It, it, it's probably this or Judas, them or, well, Devon Townsend or Judas Priest. But for me, my love for Judas Priest knows no bounds. Um, I've covered... Firepower, when it came out, I did a reaction to that. I talk endlessly about Judas Priest. I'd love to get any, all, some, Rob, whatever, of Judas Priest on the show. But so if you are listening, yeah, I think we've surfed close to getting Richie on the show. I've seen him in, in, in very, very, every sort of inclination, with and without Rob, um, with and without Glenn, with and without KK. You know, I've seen every uh, incarnation of them and they've just always delivered. You know, now sadly, we don't have. Uh, Glenn playing because of of Parkinson's and him dealing with that, and it'd be nice. To, I, th- I know they're doing some shows where he's come on and played two or three songs. It'd be nice if 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 the stars can align, he can come out and play, say, "Living After Midnight" and stuff like that. That'd be that'd be nice because I think it'll give Bloodstock and the Bloodstock crowd a chance to to thank Glenn Tipton, who, in my humble opinion, is probably the greatest metal guitar player uh, of of all time. I said it. There it is. Uh, we don't have KK. Obviously, goes off and does uh, KK's priest and that. So instead, we have like uh, Richie, and I've talked about Richie Falcon numerous times. How special he is and, and his love for for Jewish priest music, but also Andy Sneap. Andy Sneap's and producer de jour, isn't he? he uh, his his CV's glowing, and then for him to come in, you can't. Those, those are two fans playing this music with an absolute love and an absolute passion for the for the music themselves, and then you've got. You know, Rob um, and Rob Halford. What what do you say? What a what a beacon and what a what a great example of 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 metal and in and all of its powerful forms that you can have with Rob. It, with the book the the uh, uh, he released was absolutely is absolutely superb. He covers empowerment about feeling isolated, about feeling you know that he couldn't talk to people and stuff like that. Talks about some very interesting things. You know, coming out as 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 being gay when he when he did, and then moving forward to being like a metal icon, and moving forward to the problems of touring and and drinking and drugs and that type of thing. And he's very open about it because he talks about it getting power from metal, and it's not a fucking cliche. He talks about how the the healing power of it and how the the, the metal fans have always been there. I mean, where do we? What what do you want to hear? The Jewish priest do it can play fucking. What a back catalogue. You, I endlessly talk about uh, the Sentinel. The Sentinel is absolutely a work of 
art. It is one of the greatest metal songs of all time. It is certainly one of Judas Priest's greatest all times, and I will be really enamored that. But I also want to hear Turbo. I'm, I'm, I, I, I stand behind Turbo. I know a lot of people don't like it, but it's one of my favorite albums. I adore it. But then I think I don't know. I don't think they'll probably do this, but I, I kind of like to hear um, Beyond the Realms of Death. It's, it's, it's Glenn's best solo in my opinion but and i'd really like to hear that but then you know we, we need to hear you nothing got nothing coming breaking the law uh, you know living after midnight like i said hellbent for leather i think that's almost perfect for bloodstock and there's there's quite a few there even stuff off firepower you know we can have that as well I, I, it, it's going to be hit after hit after hit after hit after hit it's going to be an endless stream of hits and i mean it's 50 years some 50 million plus albums 50 years of judas priest that's fucking back catalogue, that is, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? That's kind of what a what a discography, what a what a repertoire they 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 have, you know, um is is absolutely superb. And they're gonna be fucking it's gonna be absolutely biblical. It's gonna be super, super important. What a great way to celebrate 50 years, the timing of which is absolutely superb. What a great send-off for 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 Bloodstock. What a, what a great last night. Where Wait a second. Well, it's, I'm just looking now. Evil Scarecrow? Yes, that's right. At half ten, just after Judas Priest finish, you're going to be popping over to Sophie Stage because the final headliners, the final band to play, is, of course, Evil Scarecrow. They're almost a house band now. They're the Bloodstock's house band. Um, and they put up some really funny videos about not being ready and shambolic and all that. And it probably will be a bit rough, uh, but in a, gr- in a beautiful way because Evil Scarecrow... Are us there are all the imperfections and the comedy and it, 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 they are us um and dr hell and dr rabbit hells what a what a great front front man and um, you know this is a new lineup um and a you know, new crew and stuff as steve said so it could would lord knows what's gonna happen uh you haven't played over a year and then you go you know which which he five or which you five um the robot guy is now you know count grave digger the, the, you know playing in the band it's just this wonderful I'm just so excited because it's it, it's it's a complete party, it's a complete blowout celebration. You know, things will go wrong, things won't work, but it'll be we'll all be doing this together. And what a interestingly, what an, a, a a wonderful example of what's gone on this year is you know it's been up and down, ladies and gentlemen. We nearly didn't have this bloodstock, like I've said before. It's been a mess. Some things have gone right, some things have gone wrong. But we just wanted to get together with a group of friends who like this music. And enjoy it, and play with our friends, and drink with our friends, and listen to great music. And what a evil scarecrow represents is is exactly that. You know, it's a party, it's a final blow up. It's just like I'm just grateful that we can do this with other people because metal is a community. Bloodstock is a community. It is a group of people, all about a lot bigger group of people than when it first started, but it's still a group of people that love and enjoy this music. And we almost didn't get the chance to do this. But now we have. I hope you've enjoyed this little preview and it's something you may be listening to on the way down there or on a couple of days before or some of the days before. I hope you select some bands that you haven't seen before. Uh, definitely you should be going to the, uh, the new blood stages I've talked about. You can tra- travel to the jet. Try and look at all the stages. Travel and have a walk around. And if you see Vicky and if you see Sai, uh, you know, you see these people out there, make sure you tell them how much you love them. You know what I mean? They'll hate that. They'll really get photographed. But t- tell them how much they love you because we love you for doing this thing, guys. We love you for putting this all together in the face of adversity. 
you know, there will be many rounds of applause for the crew. There will be many rounds of applause for you, the promoter, because it nearly didn't happen, but thanks to you, it did. Thanks to the bands that now we've got something that we can listen to and the fans for, you know, holding on and, and buying the tickets and selling it out. Selling it out, fucking amazing. Selling it out is, is such an important part of it. Is it proves we, we've never lost faith and we always believed. Um, thanks again for listening. Uh, as always, when you listen to the show, comments, feedback, all that type of thing is more than welcome. I'll be tagging the life out of this. Obviously, there's lots of bands I've talked about. I hope you find a whole new set of bands that you never heard before and maybe appreciation for bands you, you should have really listened to in the first place. And then the bands that you loved, you, you, you saw the best sets they could ever play. Um, thanks for listening, and I'll see you at the show. Mm-hmm.